Hey, Peppin. Yo, 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 yo. You know, I've been thinking a lot lately about um, hobbies. Hobbies? Like, what kind of hobbies? Stamp collecting? Are you a stamp collector, Steve? I don't... See, I think that's that's not really a hobby to me. Well, it's a hobby for some people. Don't... No, 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 no. Yeah, Steve, Steve, don't be judgmental. So... I'm not. I'm not being judgmental. I just think, that by definition, that's not a. You know what? We need to talk. So glad you guys could join us. I am here once again with my best friend, Nathan Pepin. How's it going, Pepin? Going well, going well. How about yourself, Meter? Not bad. I have been dying to know. I get messages and messages and phone calls and texts, tweets, Facebook PMs. I get every single... One time I got a carrier pigeon coming to the door, bringing me a note saying, What's going on with the candle? The candle? The candle is... The candle. The, 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 I, I was a little caught off guard. So, the candle, I did have the last podcast. Um, we didn't actually bring up the candle for the last podcast, but it, 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 it was present. It's actually recently gone extinct. <gasps> oh, my God. But, so, what's... What? So, your room just stinks now? No, no. It's, it's, it's okay. I, I have a replacement candle, which is... Uh, also, my room doesn't. Oh, you're just going around replacing, stink. replacing candles. They're a staple of this show. They've been here since the beginning. You're just gonna go around and replace them. And let, 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 let me clarify, my room does not stink without a candle. And yes, yes, I will just replace candles if I want. They don't mean anything wow. to me. But wow. yeah, my room doesn't stink without the candle. It's just that candles provide the extra push of pleasure to my nose. You're a candle fascist. Um, that that is that that is a little extreme. I, I will admit, but uh, I, I'm not gonna say it's not accurate. So enough about candles, Nate. <laughs> That's all you ever want to talk about. <laughs> so tell me about hobbies. What what name name three hobbies? Three hobbies. Uh, well, there's some stereotypical ones. There's uh, stamp collecting. There is coin collecting those are like two kind of stereotypical ones but you know there's also like uh activity hobbies like uh music when you're playing guitar playing bass you know making music or skiing dancing um jazz hands jazz hands are hobbies too that's not a hobby nate that's a way of life (laughs) i i think i think you might be right yeah (laughs) stamp collecting and coin collecting are not hobbies Um, so, like, about every TV show I have watched bring up stamp collecting and coin collecting as hobbies. They're not hobbies. They're investments. Well, investment can be a hobby, though. No. No. I mean, so someone who plays guitar, they're into music, they will, you know, invest their time into learning their craft. And that that investment in time might lead off to investment as far as uh, potential gain. 
I mean, potentially monetary gain in the same way that coin collecting might do the same. Nate, I don't think you know what hobby means. Okay, Steve. Define hobby for me. A small horse or pony. Is that like a secondary definition there? That, that's a definite tra- definition of hobby. Oh, okay. Okay. For sure. W- what is the other definition of hobby? Uh, a regular activity that is done for enjoyment, typically during one's leisure time. Okay. Okay. Is the argument that stamp collecting... Let's, let's focus on one. Uh, let's say stamp collecting. Is the argument that stamp collecting is not enjoyable? The argument is that it cannot be considered leisure time if it's something that you're making money doing. Hmm. See, I can consider that to some degree, but at the other time, or on the other hand, I could see people who don't do it necessarily for money. Like, I, I could also see like a hobby being a source of income too. Like, let's say, let's say I I have my forty hour a week job, and I go to it day in and day out. But I consider that my leisure time. Is that a hobby? Um, no, because you don't want to be doing that necessarily. No, no, no. I, I do want to be doing it. It's fun. I mean, but you wouldn't. I can. It's for enjoyment. It, it's not something you do for your, your job. Yep, that is hypothetical. Okay. Well, I mean, if you were doing it for enjoyment, you would probably be fine not getting paid for it. I mean, you, and if you. You know what I mean? Like a, a job you usually do because you get paid for it. I mean, sometimes you can find a job where you just love doing it, but that's not too typical. What if being paid for it is just a part of it? Like, let's say my hobby is investing in stocks. I have fun doing it. I do it in my leisure time, but I make money on it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I could see that being a hobby. If you if it's something you're like you do for fun... I could see it as a hobby, though it, it, doing it as a hobby wouldn't necessarily mean you're good at it. I mean, if you made a living off of it, you're probably good at it, but it, it's definitely, hmm. I guess it does get into that area where, where does something start becoming a hobby and start becoming like a profession? Like Absolutely. Like I wouldn't say, uh, I wouldn't say that Tony Yomi of Black Sabbath is playing guitar as a hobby. I'd say he's doing it like, as a profession, he's he's a, he's a professional, so there's that kind of. Uh, you could also say that someone like uh, Matt Drew, who is one of our good friends, who has uh, various bands and projects, he plays guitar a lot and does live shows, and he'd be considered an amateur musician because he's not quite at that kind of professional level. But does he play guitar as a hobby? No, he's very serious with it. He he's like a, a step above that. So, hmm. so, so you're saying there's a level of um, how serious you're taking the actual thing you're doing that de- helps make the definition of hobby. I think so. I think so. Oh, I guess it depends on the aims as well because it, someone who is like a pure stamp collector who is just doing it just just because they enjoy it, like th- that's definitely like a hobby. So they're not trying to make they might make money off of it or so, you know, maybe not. But they're not, like, serious with it. They're not, like, uh, taking it that seriously. They're not necessarily, like, uh, an expert in the field, whereas someone who takes their music and guitar very seriously, 
they 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 they're a musician. They're someone. They're an artist. They are. They might be an amateur artist, but if someone's just playing around in the guitar, not really doing anything, that person just has a guitar as a hobby. Like I think Nathan, I I need I need to know. No, nay, we all need to know where does hobby stop and professional begin. Where is that line of how serious you are that you no longer are you a hobbyist? Uh, model builder, you're a professional model builder. Mm. I mean, it's it's that kind of sounds like a uh, like a uh, continuum. It's it's like uh, it's just that whole thing with like secondary jobs that people try to make their primary job. Like where 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 does it stop becoming a hobby and where does it start becoming like a uh, like a real job? Or and the answer usually given is uh, when it can replace your current income. Which might be a little high for some people, or when when you can start living off of it, so that that might be the answer. But then again, that answer is not as applicable because there's plenty of like uh, musicians out there who do th- stuff on the side, and they don't need to actually. They they can do like their day job. Like I know comedians do that a lot. Like comedians will have a full time job, and they do comedy on the side. They, they earn some money, but no way do they earn enough to make a living off of, and they. May not ever do that, but they're, they're taking it you very seriously. You hear that, musicians? You hear that, comedians? You hear that, artists? Nate says, if you're not, if it can't replace your job, it's just a hobby. Though so, that that's like with the artists. You heard it here. Stuff, that's though. exactly what Nate is saying. If it's not making you money, it's just a hobby. Well, with that kind of stuff, like art related stuff, I think it's more, more one of those things where it's uh, a little less so, like uh, strict with that kind of criteria. If it's like an, like an online business. I think the criteria, like the criteria, might be a little, uh, a little stricter. Like someone who just kind of like sells things sometimes on eBay and makes a little money, that that sounds like a hobby. But someone who's like trying to sell a lot of things and trying to gain as much money as possible and they start earning substantial income or you know at least enough income to make a a, a dent in their rent payment, that's definitely not as much a hobby as more as like a like a side side project or a side business so what if somebody does something uh just sometimes but makes a lot of money doing it so i i guess what i'm driving towards here is that maybe we shouldn't be talking about it in a money sense maybe we should be talking about it in a time sense oh man i just brought us back an episode Ooh, time time taking away the moment so my, my my point being that you could make a million dollars in one second if you sold some Szechuan sauce from McDonald's. But that's not – that would be closer to a hobby because it's just like a thing that you did that one time. Like it's like a one-off thing or you maybe you sink like an hour into it a, a, a week or something. But if you're selling things on eBay all the time, that's much more than a hobby. That's a job. Hmm. Yeah, yeah. Well, hmm. What what's the step right above hobby and right before profession? No, I don't know. I mean, it, it it's a little hard to say because I I would say like amateur or um. It, it also depends on what you're talking about too. Like with musicians, it'd definitely be amateur musician, or local. Like in, I guess you could talk about local artists, uh, regional artists, um, you know, national, international. I mean, that goes in like businesses too. Um. Uh, but 
yeah, I think it depends on what you're talking about. Uh, but th- that's, my, that's my thought with that. Uh, for, How about for, obsession? Obsession? I mean, obsession isn't that's... quite measurable. Okay, how about this? It goes hobby, um, interest. No, no, interest, then hobby, because hobby is like you're actually taking an action. Then passion is something that you're doing whether you're getting paid or not. Then obsession is something you're doing. No, no, then job, then obsession. Hmm. That's my, that's my, that's my, uh, what's that called? Your, it's my scale. Your scale. I might replace job with duty. Because someone, okay. someone might say, this is my duty to do this. I know a lot of people Me. who are involved with, uh, like, uh... Duty? <laughs> I know, Why is it always about duty with you? It, it's a very, very nice word. But I, I know a lot of people who are involved in communities and uh, charities and stuff like that, they... Even if they're getting like a full income from it, they will say it's their duty to serve the community, or it's their duty to provide this service. Like they, they feel like it, it's their responsibility to do that, and that they need to be doing that. So it's it's a bit more than just a hobby, something they're doing for fun, or some something they believe in. It's like something like they they, they it's like an inner value of themselves. Hmm. Well, I like it. We just created a. Did you think today, Nathan? You would be creating a sliding scale for what's a from interest to obsession. Um, well, to, to give you full credit, you're you're the one who created the scale. I just modified it. Yeah, I know. That's why I'm. That's why I figured you didn't. You wouldn't think you'd be doing it. Oh shit, man! Fuck, you got me. You got me. So tell me about your hobbies, Nate. Well. My main hobbies are, I would say, learning shit. It's like, my memory is pretty decent, but it, it's more like a factor that like if, if I don't have something intellectual to grasp onto, like my brain goes in a bit of an overload. Like, like uh, it, it, it's kind of just the general status of people. Wait, wait, wait. Wait, wait, wait. I, I want, how about this? I'll tell people your hobbies, and then you can tell people my hobbies. Okay, okay. So Nate's hobbies include uh, learning. Very, very well done. <laughs> I stole that one. Um, guitar. Mm-hmm. Um, writing long theses about things that are v- either completely irrelevant or completely made up i wouldn't say made up but i'm actually kind of yeah okay you got me there yeah uh, and um serial dating uh, captain I, crunch was your favorite d- oh damn that, that was good that was good i was gonna say well no i wish i was a serial dater that'd be pretty cool but uh yeah yeah get Honestly, Cocoa Puffs almost had me, but uh, I, they were a little too cuckoo for them. <laughs> you re- you realize they were cuckoo? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm okay with a little bit of cuckoo, but uh, when they said cuckoo, they really meant it. They crossed that line from duty to obsession. <laughs> <laughs> Never across that duty line in the dating scene. Hmm. For your hobbies, 
I, I think I could describe them quite well. And when I say that, I mean I probably can't. So one of your hobbies is looking into business stuff. So kind of doing research and kind of learning. Lear- learning about kind of who's out there and what they're doing. Your second hobby is NHL hockey. Not only that, but there's this game you play where you lead a team to greatness. So there's that as well. That's also NHL hockey. So I've, I've talked to Meter a lot about the games he plays, and he takes them very seriously, but it's not in a way where it's like a, like a, it's very cogent and intelligent, the methodology. And it's something that I respect because it brings like a real level of diligence to the the uh, the community, which I think is important because there's so many communities out there where you just kind of like take it for granted. But when people actually put the effort into com- create that community, it's it's very impressive. And another hobby he has is rapping uh, and being a wordsmith. Uh, the, well, now I'm blushing. The, the, there, there's a there's a great song he he uh, made. It's called Final Thoughts. Is it called Final Thoughts? Yeah. It's called... Is that the one we did the video of? Yeah. Okay, sorry. He did. He made a great song and even a music video. It's called Final Thoughts. I did the uh, some of the editing on it, but uh, it, I'm, I'm not I'm not exactly... Hold on a second. My, my brain's just died. You're not a producer. I'm, I'm not a producer, so I know. It's his own song. He came up with it. I'm not just pimping out the song because... It's, it's meters, my best friend, but the song's actually really good. The music video is pretty cool, too. He goes a little crazy in it. It's awesome. And shot by your friend oh. Nick Stewart. Yeah, it was. He did He did all of the shooting. He did all of the editing for the video. Um, he cut it to time with the music, which is fucking brilliant. It's, uh, it's all a really well-done project and uh, pretty awesome. Maybe we'll link it in the description or something. But, um, yeah, I mean, that pretty much nails the majority of my hobbies. I, I, um, I was not wrong about the business one. I was kind of just like just going out of them there. I mean, um, it's it's kind of kind of yeah. I mean, I'm always looking for new opportunities to insert myself into other people's successful businesses. Um, so that kind of falls along those same lines. It's who are they? What are they doing? How can I get a piece of that? Yeah, yeah. I wouldn't say. I mean, at least from my knowledge of. Uh, your interest, you're not so much about looking into the stock markets. Like, I don't know if you look at them very often, but I, I don't think you do. I don't think that's a hobby of yours. I know you, you have been looking at Bitcoin a bit and uh, cryptocurrencies, but that, that's more to do with uh, some, some side interest to do with that. Hey, Pepin. Yo, yo. Do you usually subscribe to entire podcasts or do you look for specific topics? Well, I try using the search function on my podcast player on my phone. It doesn't work too well. I try using Google. Google, it's not really set up for it. So I honestly have trouble. Why don't you just use Listen Notes? Listen Notes? What's that? It's a search engine for podcasts that doesn't just search for the terms you're looking for in the title of the episode or the title of the podcast, but from inside the episode itself. Meaning if you're looking for a specific topic, you can find specific podcast episodes that are about that topic. You know, that sounds a lot easier than spending the hours and hours I have just trying to find the exact right keywords to actually get it to bring up the episode. I mean, usually I just get like a million uh, how to start your own podcast articles. It's really annoying. 
So that sounds a lot better. Exactly. When you're looking for something to listen to, just go to listennotes.com, type in a topic you're interested in, and you'll get instant gratification, useful results. That's listennotes.com. Check it out now. For sure. I do have a little bit of stock. Um, I bought some stock in WWE. Because Lin, Lin, Linda McMahon's literally a part of the government, so that seems like a no-brainer to me. <laughs> when when Kodak announced their uh, that thing they were making for Bitcoin, I bought some stock in them because um, though it spiked and then dropped and I caught it as it was dropping, it I believe that it will spike again when it's actually released and then I'll be able to capitalize on that and actually sell it. Plus, they do dividends, which is always great. Mm-hmm. The, the, and I bought I bought some Nokia for the same reason. They have uh, I like the little guy. There's a chance he could be bought out. Um, and by he, I just mean the company. Why the fuck did I say he? Wow, I'm assuming gender roles for businesses now, Nate. I have a fucking problem. Well, I'm I'm gonna give you the benefit of the doubt and say that English is kind of like uh, Spanish and that. The masculine form is just naturally the general form. <laughs> Nate, you need to write an article about that and post it on Tumblr so that people can flame the fuck out of you. Uh, I probably wouldn't post it on Tumblr. I'd probably post it on Reddit. Reddit, Reddit it would get better, better reception, but still not okay. the best reception. I just, wanted to, I just wanted to see the flame post on you on that one because that's – though you're probably accurate in generalities – Today everything's so hypercharged. It's people's hobby to do that. Um, well, it kind of is. Uh, uh, it's also it's the thing that sucks about the internet in general because uh, yeah, people people do make a hobby of going through and pointing out little errors in things. Like uh, let's say you're on Reddit and you're on some sort of like a like a science or something forum and you point out some kind of thing about someone's question or something and you'll get like these professionals who just make it a hobby to like point out where little things are wrong like little technicalities and it that's all they do it's like yeah you know i knew that i'm just trying to make a quick little reddit post here i'm not trying to write a novel but, but that, Nate, that, you're not allowed to make little cute quick little notes you gotta it's all or nothing, Nate. Yeah, yeah, and, and the problem is, it's, it'd be okay if I wasn't affected by it, but now it just makes me like have to write out entire novels and explaining every little thing, just just to prevent people from having little quips and saying that I'm wrong. It's bad. <laughs> it's bad. You know, another another part. On- you know, another hobby of mine that I think you'll agree with, Nate, is podcasting. Yeah, yeah. Podcasting, yeah, it's, it's, it's a hobby, venture. I consider it more to be a side project myself. Um, Nate, how many side projects do you have? Uh, I have many. many. Many aren't finished, though. That's the problem. Are, your, are side projects a hobby of yours? Uh, not really. I would argue that each side project is a hobby in and of itself. I mean, I, I wouldn't disagree with that. I mean, I don't look at it as a hobby. Now, I look at guitar as a hobby. And in some ways, my guitar, 
I mean, at least in the past, was a little more serious. I was, I was releasing music and stuff. I mean, I wasn't really promoting it, so. But uh, I was releasing music at the very least, whereas uh, a lot of these side projects, I mean, We Need to Talk is definitely a side project because it's being released. It's uh, something that's which is continually in the works. But uh, it's like I've been, I've written a bunch of papers before. I was writing a book, blah, 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 movie script. And those are definitely more side projects to me, but I think they might be considered hobbies on a technical basis. I think it's just my perception of it. Because it seems like uh, it's more like I'm trying to create something which I can put out there. And we have officially swapped sides from where we started. Fuck you, Steve. How did you do this to me? <laughs> oh, boy. Um, so we're, uh, we're pretty much at the end here. We will do our normal close, but I just want to give a little shout out here and say that we just released an interview uh, that was done by listennotes.com. Uh, I'm sure you guys are pretty familiar with them at this point. And um, I think that after we do the closing closing music, we should actually read this interview off uh, because some people don't want to want to have to actually verbally like read something. Oh, who reads nowadays? Well, obviously not Zachary Delcourt. He's one of our big fans who actually requested on Facebook. Uh, thank you very much, Zachary. If, if you want to just read anything or kind of, you know, suggest a subject topic or whatever, you know, definitely hit us up on Facebook. We read all your comments and we take your suggestions very seriously. And this is why we're definitely going to read this out. Absolutely. So, um, yeah, hit us up with a, with a comment. Hope you enjoy the, um, interview here. And, uh, if you want to find out more about us, you can check us out on, on listen notes, just search for, we need to talk podcast. Um, but of course you can also get us on Facebook at we need to talk show, uh, Twitter, WNTT1. We also have a Patreon where you can donate to us. I mean, donating to your favorite podcast is always nice. And if we're your favorite podcast or even your second favorite, <laughs> you, you know, it's very much appreciated to, you know, help out the show because there's various costs to the show. And when you support us, you support the show. I'm just going to throw in one more little plug here for a, a new podcast that came out. Um, it's also New Hampshire based. Uh, I know a lot of the people who listen to our show are from uh, California, New York, uh, Ireland. What the fuck are you doing over in Ireland? Drop us a line. We want to talk to you. With that said, but a lot of people also are in uh, in New Hampshire, where our show is based out of. Um, they actually do good deeds, and then they talk about it. They're actively trying to make the world a better place, and I think it's really awesome. It's called Damn You Diary. We'll have the girls on here at some point soon um, to actually talk about it more in depth. But in the meantime, check it out. Awesome show. They're trying to make the world a better place. Yeah. Man, they're, they're just striving for a lot more than we are, I think. I mean, I'm not saying we're trying to make the world a worse place, but, man, that that sounds like it takes guts. Wait, wait, wait. You're not here because you want to make the world a better place? Oh, I'm, I'm here. I'm here because we need to talk. <laughs> Welcome back. So glad you guys stuck around. I'm here with my best friend, Nate Pepin. How's it going now, Nate? Uh, still, still doing well. Still doing well. Glad to hear it. So uh, for this interview, um, you read the first question, I'll answer it. Then I'll read the next question, then you answer it. Does that sound fair? Yeah, it sounds like a good way to do this. 
All right. That way they don't have to listen to, to you you just drone on and on. They get some of my sexy voice. Your voice is rather sexy. Sometimes. So the title of this interview is Two Best Friends Creating Their Own Genre of Podcasting. Mm-mm. And there's a fancy little quote right there. Yeah, it is a quote from within the actual interview itself. Um, so I'll let you guys discover that one on listennotes.com. There is a link on our Facebook um, if you want to follow it. But let's dive right into the interview. Okay, okay. Tell us about you and your podcast. Well, my name's Stephen. Uh, I produce a podcast called We Need to Talk with my best friend, Nathan. We chose to do a show different than most people as we're exaggerated, or some would say more true, versions of ourselves. Because of the hyperbolization of our characteristics, we use mononyms to make our characters stand out more from us as individuals. So the two hosts of the show are Meter, who's me, Steven, and his best friend and co-host, Pepin, a.k.a. Nathan. Hi. They talk about anything and everything, and nothing is off-limits. And the two have known each other since they were in seventh grade. They graduated from the same high school and were college roommates. Pepin loves guitar, logic, and learning. Meter loves himself, video games, and trying to make Pepin laugh. So I think that kind of goes over the the general aspects there about what the podcast is about. Um, And actually, a lot of that's all of that is really, really true Um, about the characters and about about our own story. Mm-hmm. Yes, it is. So why and how did you start this podcast? Well, we've always found our conversations to be an interesting mix of humor and intelligence. And this really is the basis of our show. We have searched for media that is both smart and comedic, but could never really find it. So we created it ourselves and branded it Smart Comedy. Our pilot episode was recorded in mid-2016 over the phone, while Meter was very sick and 100 miles away, literally. Meter was not convinced that we should post it, but I said we should anyway, and we released a new episode every Monday since. That really is true. Meter was just like 100 miles away, sick and dying, and like, Meter, Meter, we gotta do this. Let's do it. Just listen to the episode. The quality is awful, but it's actually a pretty awesome discussion about Pink Floyd. Yep, yep, and... It's our first episode. I mean, we're never going to be good your first episode. I mean, of course, it's not going to be the best, but quality is not that great. But I think the conversation is what sparked all of this here, and that's why it's that important. And Pink Floyd, Pink Floyd is amazing. Like, conversations about Pink Floyd are amazing. How do you find the time and funding to do the podcast? Lucky for us, our show's content is evergreen, meaning it won't be dated within a week's time. It's for this reason that we can record two to four episodes at a time and then just edit them every week. Pulling back the curtain here and jumping away from the interview for a second, this is actually the second episode we've uh, we've recorded. This is the third time we've hit record because we um, chunked it out so that the interview is actually on its own segment. Um, that way, if we ever want to use it again, we can. Uh, it is, back to the interview, it's helpful to have shows, you know, quote, in the can if you never know what life will bring, as you never know what life will bring. This is how we work around the time. Pepin and Meter both take turns editing and uploading episodes to accommodate and complement each other's schedules. Funding is all paid by Meter out of pocket. Meter does have big pockets. Like a big, big old pockets. Put all the money, let all the money fly right out. Then I can use them as a parachute. 
<laughs> so, Nathan, what do we gain from podcasting? Me and Meter have similar but kind of different uh, perspectives on what we gain. I mean, Meter, to be honest, he, he just likes to hear himself talk. So, you know, that that's a big gain for him. But he also likes having conversations as do I. So we really value the conversations we have. And we both think that there's a lot that we can put out there. And having people listen to our conversations is a big thing we gain. And also having people interact with us. It, it just makes us kind of feel warm and fuzzy. It's, it's, it's really quite amazing. This is like the internet. Uh, I, I might be a little less emotional, but definitely kind of having the support from the audience kind of makes me feel kind of giddy on the inside. I'm sure Meter feels similar. And it really, really helps us kind of feel our creative processes and kind of get our ideas out there. Um, also, what fuels us and what we gain is, you know, a deepening of our friendship because it before the podcast, we were having a hard time kind of uh, making a, making time to actually, you know, interact with each other, to hang out because we're both very, very busy and we both have projects inside, things that are going on. So this really gives an opportunity to kind of create something, something together and to have conversations and also have that conversation be beneficial to people at large now i know now nate i noticed something <laughs> i noticed something that you uh didn't didn't say verbatim here um i because i wrote this interview and <laughs> uh this one i wrote you know from my perspective so i think it, it it makes it hard for nate to read this question back um so i appreciate that's all original content right there he kind of paraphrased what i said but what i said was I'm sure Pep would agree that this type of thing, this is the type of thing that makes him jump for joy without leaving his feet. <laughs> yeah, that, that's not something, yeah. yeah I, I mean, I was, <laughs> I was trying to come up with the most like vague, vaguely suggestive way of saying something as possible. I wanted, like, okay, he's not leaving his feet. Well, then what's jumping for joy? Oh, I'll tell you what's jumping for joy is pants. Wait, was that was that was that was that? I, I didn't. That get, was the narrative, and that was the narrative in my head. It doesn't make sense, but I, I thought it was just like a paradox. Like, oh, okay, we're, we're interesting paradoxes into this. I like it, but okay, okay. I guess my guess my uh, I guess my uh, ring dinger is uh, jumping up. <laughs> Did you say ring dinger? <laughs> well, you know. <laughs> And just just because it's such a sweet thing, I'll I'll um I'll explain why why I do this too, and what I get what I gain from podcasting. I wrote uh, Nathan always makes me laugh and thinks in a different and think in a different way than I normally do, which is so true because I don't I know when I'm getting a conversation with you that we're going to be talking about things that I otherwise would never even think about, and I really appreciate that. Um, and I said, I always leave our interactions feeling smarter and dumber at the same time. <laughs> and, but most importantly, I leave happy to have gotten to spend time with my best friend creating something together. Mm -hmm. I, that's that's the, the nice quote of the year. And it's the only one you get. I thought there, I thought you're supposed to find the quote. Just kind of <laughs> pointed it out. Kind of gave it away there. But that does bring me on to the next question. How does your podcasting process look like? 
well, sometimes our discussions are topical. Like we talked about Stephen King with his new It movie was coming out. Um, and every year we pick a random holiday and do a, quote, holiday special around that holiday. Last year it was Halloween. We did an hour and a half long episode about ghost stories. We had several guests. Um, but most times we just bring up a topic idea. We think we have enough material to talk about or think the other will find interesting. And then turn on the mics and start talking and see where the episode takes us. The entire This entire episode started out with Nate saying... Uh, let's just talk about hobbies. And I said, okay. And then we turned on the mics and we talked. Um, we record with New Ear NW700s with pop filters and shock mounts. Except Pep, and it was a very fancy and expensive condenser microphone. Do you want to tell a little bit about that? Uh, yep. It's a... It's a MXL 990. And to be honest, all of our mics, except for the blue one we only use for the fourth guest, are condenser microphones. But this is a like a... Very nice condenser microphone that's used a lot in professional vocal recording. Uh, it's, it's one of the more budget-friendly ones, about $99 on Amazon, or 120 sometimes, but it's definitely a great buy. I mean, my voice, I think, sounds nice and silky smooth. Now, with this said, if you want to go for the audio... It's not audio if you want to go for the newer NW700s, those are also very, very good quality. Uh, I'd definitely say they're a bit better with uh, female voices because they capture the higher range better than the lower range. It's not to say that the lower range sounds worse, but uh, definitely the higher end microphones will capture a lot of the bass a lot better. So they're especially good for people with low voices. And this, my friends, is why I will never be able to do this podcast by myself. So (laughs) we have set up some minor... (laughs) Some minor soundproof. We have set, we have set up some minor soundproofing that was on sale on Amazon in 2017, and a Tascam audio interface. Uh, I have a small little one with two inputs. How many does yours have, Nate? Like 12. Yeah, it's got like eight mic inputs, two line inputs. I mean, like instrument inputs, and then it's got like uh, six line inputs. Let's put it that way. Uh, and Jeez. those line inputs can be made in stereo if you if you want to. Though technically, any input can be made stereo if you uh, if you have the right software. And most times, one of us is going to travel to the other. It's about an hour and a half car ride one way. Um, but sometimes it works better to record remotely, like we're doing right now. In which case, we either use Skype or right now we're using Facebook Messenger to communicate. And then we each record our own audio and mash it together. For ed- in editing, we use Studio One Three. Um, that's Studio O N E, and then the number three. It's the third iteration of Studio One. We take turns editing, and it takes one to two active hours to edit each episode. Nate edits way more than I do, um, but I think it's started to even out a bit um, re- more recently. Uh, and then we upload to Lim's, Libsyn, and they take care of the rest. They send it out to social media. They send it out to um, all of the different sites. It's it's really, really convenient. So, Nate, what are we doing to market the show? Well, we're doing a lot of things. Uh, we're using Facebook booths. We're cross-promoting with other networks, podcast businesses, like JNA Network with uh, TPC Network, as some instances. Uh, we're posting in subreddits that are relevant to the topic we're discussing, and we're also using our own social media. Uh, Meter is much better at that than I am, but we know we use Twitter and our own Facebook uh, pages. Uh, we also use, it's not listed on here, but we also use a lot of word of mouth. I've gotten a lot of people to listen to this show by uh, to just talking about it. 
I mean, when, pe- when people hear that you yourself do a podcast and they're like, what? Pod, what? Really? What? It, it really gets people intrigued. And Meter was awesome enough to make up these business cards. So someone ever inquires as, you know, throw my business card and uh, they check it out. Absolutely. I think uh, the Reddit has really been the biggest one there. Uh, when we posted the um, the ANR episode, I posted it in an ANR subreddit, and it got it got really good response. A lot of people were saying that we were um, ignorant and we were acting like little boys, and they said some some pretty mean things. Um, but I don't think that they were necessarily untrue. I mean, we we did um, we did take it from our perspective and. Um, neither of us really were open to it. So that kind of turned them off to, to the whole idea and thinking that we were just being dismissive, which to be fair, we kind of were because it wasn't something we were interested in. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. I mean, the whole whole concept of the show is just to be open about our opinions and discussion of things. I mean, if we had somebody on the show who was talking about A&R from their experience, We'd be totally open to having that conversation, but I this- actually really want to have that conversation. So if anybody is a part of an A and R relationship, I would love to to bring them on the show. We'll have a follow up episode, and we'll talk about it more in depth, and we'll be able to ask questions, and and you'll be able to demystify something that's really weird. Yes, we are both very judgmental, but we're judgmental in an open way. Like like if you ask our opinion, we're gonna tell your opinion of of what it is. But if if you have something to provide to us, information, we want to know because that, that's very interesting. And also, it might change our minds and our perspectives. Just uh, ask my good friends, the Amish. There's an entire story that goes with that. <laughs> that out of context makes no sense. <laughs> I was about to say, uh, but, you know, Meter, what advice would you share with aspiring, i.e. new, podcasters? Make content you would want to listen to. I know I'm personally genuinely excited every Monday to hear our episodes fully edited because I find it funny and interesting, especially if you're editing it, Nate, because then I don't remember what I said. Uh, So I think if you create content for yourself to enjoy, you'll grow an audience of listeners who enjoy the same content. Um, My friend Dan Kelly is a tattoo artist, Manhand Dans, in in Sanford, Maine. Uh, check them out if you ever ever need a tattoo, Venom Inc. If you're in that area, but with that said, um, he that's something that him and I were talking about is is art in general because he's an artist and that was something he said. It's like I make art for me that I think is cool, and then other people just found me and like now I'm now I actually have a following and people people pay money for my art and it's just stuff I want to create and I think that's just as true in the podcasting world. Uh, make your own podcasts either about or with someone you love or ideally both. Yeah, yeah, I, I'd agree. Uh, I'd also, one thing I would share is be willing to learn, be willing to grow, and also use podcasting as an opportunity to improve certain aspects of yourself. So, f- for instance, uh, some people don't know this about myself, but I have a speech impediment. Uh, it's not that bad. It, it, I went through years and years and years and years of speech therapy. But uh, many people who listen to the podcast, they might, they might say, you know, Pe- Pepin talks kind of funny. But they also might say, you know, Pepin talks completely normal. He sounds like a radio host or something, which, you know, some, some people have said, said to me. And 
use it as an opportunity to work on yourself, work on your clarity of thought, work on your ability to speak and how you speak, your confidence, and also use it as an opportunity to kind of learn how to reach out to people and talk about subjects that you wouldn't quite expect to talk about. I think that's very well said. Um, The last question of the interview is just about where can they find out about us? We already did that one, so we can skip it. No, Um, no, no. I I want to do it. I want to do it. Is there anything else that you'd like to add in place of it, Nathan? Okay, okay. Well, we definitely love you guys, and we definitely love being a part of Listen Notes. This is a great venture, and it's it's great that we have this on here. So, you know, if if, I know Yuri just like heard us listen to it all, or or, I know you just heard us kind of say it all, but if you want to read this, just go to this like listennotes.com, and you can find it on there, and you can read it verbatim. You can actually watch us, you know. Watch, watch, watch the words go by the screen and actually follow along w- with it. I mean, we kind of go off script a little bit here, but it's okay. We went off script a lot bit, and I think there's some things in there that we didn't necessarily say. Um, that And there are some things that we paraphrase, and there are some things that we added. So it's uh, definitely worth a read. But either way, I'm, I'm glad you guys are interested. I'm glad we have such a such a great following. And uh, I look forward to continuing to, to do this. Yes, Bismo. Uh We need to talk. Do you love gaming? Well, so do we. That's why we think you love three-player co-op. Three-player co-op is a podcast where people talk about games, discuss life, and have fun. You can find them at tpcnetwork.com.